Alright, welcome to the first episode of First and 32. I'm Brandon Wilson, and I have my associate Michael Butler here. We're going to be doing a weekly podcast every Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're going to be reviewing over all the games that happened the previous weekend, and we're going to be previewing all the games that are happening this current weekend. Since it's the beginning of the season, what we're going to do is we're going to start reviewing and talking about all the current games that are going on. So without further ado, let's get jumping right into the first game of the season, which is going to be... Tomorrow, Tomorrow night, night, we have our Chiefs-Patriots opening night. Pretty good matchup, I think, two AFC opponents. Defending champions, of course. Both high playoff contenders. Oh, no doubt. Health is always a factor, though, of course. Who do you think you see coming out on top on that first game of the year? You know, it's always hard to go against the reigning Super Bowl champions because I can't remember the last time the reigning Super Bowl champion lost they do opening. always play opening night. I they always play opening night. At home. First Thursday night. I think a couple years ago, though, wasn't it the Ravens that didn't play their opening night? Oh, I don't remember that. Because there was something with the Orioles playing in a playoff game, but I don't think they played their opening night. I think there was an away game, but the uh, Patriots won their home game last year. Pretty though. much every year, the Patriots are just defending champs. So. Pretty much every year. So... I, I had high expectations for the Patriots. I still do. I like the acquisition of Brandon Cooks. It's going to hurt them a lot with Edelman not being there, but I do not think that's enough to stop them from being Yeah, the Brandon Cooks isn't exactly an Edelman replacement. Different but he's, got, that, the he's got the Randy Moss-esque to him. Just not the height. Just not the height, but sometimes you don't, I mean, the spectacular catch isn't there, but the speed still is. And I still I mean, don't see any way the Chiefs are going to win that game. I like their defense, but... No Spencer Ware, of course. No Spencer Ware. They do have Kareem Hunt, the rookie, but... They don't have Jeremy yeah. Macklin anymore, but they do have Tyreek Hill. I think that's a borderline upgrade. Jeremy Macklin's always getting hurt, so... I'm not putting it past the Chiefs to beat them. I think there's a chance. I do They're... always have a lot of respect for Andy Reid. I think but, he's a really good coach. But you're messing with two of the best in the business, with Bill no Belichick doubt. and Tom Brady. I don't know. I think that'll be a pretty good game. I'm definitely going to, even though I work early in the morning Friday, going to watch that game Thursday night. If you had to take a guess on the score, what would, you, what would your I'll prediction be? Patriots 27, Chiefs 17. I'm thinking it's going to be a one-score game. I'm saying somewhere in the realm of 20 to 17. I think it's going to be a big defensive game just opening up because the Chiefs have an amazing defense. But again... I think what's going to end. I think what's ultimately going to end up happening is the Patriots are going to get more points on the board than the Chiefs because Brandon Cooks is going to take the top off the defense, and if they don't worry about Brandon Cooks, then I think Chris Hogan is going to take over Julian Edelman's yes. role and work those. And you got a healthy Gronk, so they have a healthy Gronk. Gronk's always the expected. If he stays healthy all year, they're going to be. But you never know. Yeah, there's always something with Gronk. Unfortunately, you know, it hurts them. I'd love to see a big guy like that out there doing his thing because he is one of the best tight ends in the league. I just want to see him spike one. I want to see him spike <laughs> They did lose Martellus Bennett, so if he does get hurt, it's not. It's going to hurt them a lot more. Martellus Bennett filled in the role quite well. But, all right, so you got Patriots winning first week? Oh, yeah. So do I. Um, Next week, we're talking about a lot, a lot of injuries in the preseason, which I think is really sad. I think they should definitely knock down the amount of preseason games it's mostly just for rookies. I think they should knock it down to two or three, but there's so many games people get hurt every year. I mean, I don't know if you knock it down. You just It's hard to balance it because it, getting in football shape is such a big thing. People all the time say, 
like a lot of people are worried about Le'Veon Bell jumping right into action in there, but everyone says like, oh, you see the videos on the internet. He didn't he's get a jacked. at all. Yeah. He's jacked. He's big. He's got to be in football shape. He's working out. But there's a difference between being in football shape and game speed. You can't just jump into game speed. That yeah. that was how a practice couple, is never the same as that, games. Exactly. So I don't think you should knock down the games. Injuries are just. I think this was an unfortunate year of injuries in the preseason. But I think preseason is important. If at all, it should come down to just playing your starters less. That's true. But, I mean, like I feel bad for Cameron Meredith. Yeah, for, I they said a two-year injury. Freak injuries happen. I mean, you know, there's teams that get by the preseason without any injuries, and of course they're not going to complain. But then Patriots fans, Chiefs fans, anyone who goes down in the preseason, they're going to ultimately say that this is dumb, oh, yeah. this is stupid. It's unfortunately it's a double edged sword. You got to do it to get your players in game shape, but injuries will happen. And yeah, injuries are definitely a part of football. So you can't you can't get through it. I mean, there's no saying that if they play less in the preseason, they might be more likely to get injured week one. I'm sure we'll have many more throughout the year. So probably. Well, so we're going from talking about two good teams to two not so good teams. With the first Sunday game is Jets and Bills at 1 p.m. So. I mean, the Jets—they're already in. They're already in tank mode. They're—they're they're working on. They're already eyeing a number one pick quarterback next year. Which I in the draft. But they traded Sheldon Richardson away. Yeah. For Jermaine Kirsch, who was last year only a 510-yard receiver with one touchdown. I mean, he might thrive more in the Jets' offense, which is more of. I would say a pass-oriented offense, but again, going Who's going to be throwing it to? Exactly. They traded for a wide receiver who had... I feel bad for him, really, going from Seattle Seahawks perennial Super Bowl winner every year, and now Jets maybe might, might win one game. He just didn't fit in, but we'll, we'll get, when we get to the Seahawks, we'll talk more about That's that. That's fair. Well, who, but... do you, who do you see winning that game, then? Tyrod Taylor might not play. That concussion's been going on for two weeks now. I, I still think the Bills. I still think the Bills... I mean... It, Shady McCoy. Exactly. That's that's a big difference. They're going to be putting probably eight or nine in the box, but still not easy to tackle them. They don't have Sammy Watkins anymore. Both teams traded away some big names, though. The Bills have Zay Jones. What's his name? The receiver that got hurt. Matthews. Yeah, Sammy Watkins was always the B team DeAndre Hopkins. He was supposed to be what DeAndre Hopkins is, and it's just injuries held him back. Both out of the same school, Clemson. Yeah. They pretty much play the exact same way. It's just DeAndre Hopkins was gonna have a good year last year, but Osweiler. <laughs> so you got Bills. I yeah, have there's, Bills. There's no way the Bills will or the Bills are gonna lose to the Jets. Okay. I think um, the local high school team could beat the Jets. Ah, okay, come on. That's a little too far. But all right, what's our next matchup? We're jumping next into? is our defending second place team, Falcons and Bears. In Chicago. Again, a lot lot of people think the Bears are in a similar situation like the Jets. But I I don't... I'm not going to go as far as say the Bears are going to contend for a title. I don't... Not entitle a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to be close. But they're going to be a lot better than people think they're going to be this year. Yeah, they have Mike Glennon, who they gave a lot of money to. And they have Mitch Trubitsky, who looked really good in the preseason. So I don't think it'll take too long. Yeah. Before he gets a starting role. Mike Lennon does feel like he's been stabbed in the back again because all of a sudden there's talks about Trubinsky starting and Mike Lennon was promised to come in here and lead Poor guy. an offense. He's making $10 million a year, so I can't really complain that much. 
I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down whatever's best for the team. I mean, sometimes you bring in, for case in point, the Seahawks, they signed the one dude from the Packers. I can't think of his name. Eddie Lacy? No, no, the quarterback. Uh, he was back up to Aaron Rodgers a couple of years. Flynn? Flynn, Matt Flynn. They signed Matt Flynn, and then he signed a rookie, and Matt Flynn's supposed to lead that offense. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, one good preseason, yeah. Russell Wilson, that turned the entire franchise around. I think they made the right choice. So, I think they definitely made the right choice. It's a hard choice for a coach to make, because all of a sudden you just signed this dude to a big contract, but then you feel like your rookie quarterback might give you a better shot at winning. It happens that time. At times, it's a hard decision to make, but... The Bears will figure it out halfway through the season. I don't think they're going to give in to the temptation of pushing Trubinsky too early, but I think mid to late of the season they might. They yeah, might I hope not. It. I never really believe that starting rookies too soon is a good idea. I like to give them some time, but I don't know. What do you think about the Falcons? you think they're going to get back to the Super Bowl? It, it's all going to depend on how Matt Ryan plays, really. They look really rough in the preseason, offense-wise. I mean, that, that's, that's preseason. I know there's not many starters playing, but... There's a lot of rumors around that Shanahan really was the leader, and now he's OC for the 49ers, so who knows if it's going to be the same. But, I mean, they still have that offense, though. To that offense is pretty lethal. Um, yeah, definitely. They have Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones again. Matt Ryan has always, I'd say, everyone's calling him a tier one quarterback after his previous season. I, was, really, yeah. I definitely think... He's an av- like definitely average, mostly above average. Yeah, a little above average, but that was just a perfect season, perfect situation, perfect coach. They still have the same offense, though. It's yeah. all going to depend on how they run, and I have a lot of faith in the Falcons. Their defense is going to be stepping up again. Do you, remember, do you remember watching last year's Super Bowl? We watched it together. It was it was the crazy comeback. That was. It was they, pretty they, great. They got to the Super Bowl because of their offensive coordinator. And they lost his book as their offensive That's coordinator because he didn't he did not he didn't hit he didn't put his foot on the brake and start running it. He continued yeah. to try and run up the Which score. worked which worked all year long, but not against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It's a lot different. And it was hard. It, it's crazy to think that the NFL is it, it went from a league where offense brought you to the championship and then a defense brought you to the championship and last year both Patriots and Falcons both had big offenses, yeah. and they got to the... So, just good enough defenses to get there. So I, I definitely think that was a young Falcons defense. I think they're going to get better. Their yeah. offense may take a step back, but I think their defense will take a step up. I don't see them losing this game at all. I don't. I think these teams play 100 out of 100 times. I think the Falcons are going to win every 100 of them. That's a so great I idea. actually have the Falcons... 30 to 10. 30 to 10? That's 30, reasonable. 30 to 10. I don't even know if I see the, the the Bears might score some more than that. I'll say I'll say twenty eight thirteen Falcons. Twenty eight thirteen Falcons. All right, well our next game on the dock is Ravens and Bengals, a little AFC North matchup. I haven't heard much out of the Bengals in the preseason. They got Joe Mixon in the draft. I like him a lot athletically. If you can say in the field, and they really have three good running backs. John Ross. John Ross. I think he's hurt though. John Ross might miss week one. But AJ Green. They definitely have some speed on that team. Defense is going to be a big question for that team, though. Yeah. I, but then opposed to the other side of the ball, I, the Ravens have a chance to have one of the top defenses in the league this year. They always have really good team speed, the Ravens do. It's just up to 
Joe Flacco, they say he's 100% healthy and he's going to start week one. So we'll see how that goes. Jeremy Macklin's there now. So All the AFC North games are always very tight. Oh, yeah. Very tight game. I feel like they all go 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9. to nine, the, only the, Browns, all, the only team that ever really, again, like, yeah, the Browns. The, only, the Browns are the only team that never competed in that division. I think they're working their way up. They've definitely got a lot of good young players. They're working their way up. We'll get Again, we'll get to the Browns. I'll, we'll talk more about the Browns when we get there. But uh, just focusing on this game. What do you think the outcome is going to be? Ravens-Bengals in Cincinnati. Ravens over the Bengals. Think so? I think Ravens over the Bengals. This might be our first disagreement. Really? I'm thinking Ravens 24, Bengals 21. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be that high score. I'm thinking an OT game, too. I'm going to say Bengals 21, Ravens 14. A couple of touchdowns. But I just think the Bengals are a little bit more of a complete team. Do you know I heard a stat today that Joe Flacco has only had one losing season in his whole career? I mean, the same thing could, I mean, he's a good quarterback. He leads a good offense, but a lot of that is the defense. You have a good defense. Yeah. You Any quarterback could prosper. Sure enough. The next stick in the AFC North, and we'll go Steelers and Browns with Deshaun Kaiser under center. How do you think the Browns will do in this one? I like the Browns this year. I really Enough like to beat the Steelers week one? <laughs> Let me think about that while I continue <laughs> talking about the game. I definitely think the Browns are going to be bad. I... That's a really powerful division. I think the Browns aren't going to contend for the AFC North. But I could see them being very close to a wild card. They're not going to be contending for a top five pick in the draft. They're definitely not in the bottom third of the league, I don't think, anymore. I just want to say it so I can get it out of the way. I, I could see the Browns competing right. for a you wild card You got that on record. Spot. I'm a not going that far. A wild card spot for the Browns. I'll be saying this all year. Every time they win, I'm going to be saying they're going to contend for a wild card spot. I like, I like Deshaun Kaiser. They, they can stay healthy. Corey Coleman, Kenny Britt. And they got they got Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson. They got a nice offensive players. Their, I, their line's been really good. They're trying to take that cow, cowboy strategy of building up the O-line and getting a bunch of young players from there. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. I completely agree. You think, you think Big Ben's healthy enough to win this one? I like the Browns, but... You always have the three-headed dragon yeah. of the Steelers in Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. Three Bs. I don't. I, I. I like the Browns this year. I want them to do good, but there's no way. It's in Cleveland, but I. I, I just don't see that young team beating such a veteran quarterback, um, top two wide receiver and top two running back. That's. I don't see it happening. I think the Steelers are walking out of this. Close, but not close enough. 30 to 20. And it's also Joe Hayden going against his former team. I just thought of that's that. Another, that's Hayden another thing, yes. Cleveland. Playing against his old team week one after just being there for about a week and a half. And that really so. helped the Steelers secondary. Yes, definitely. I actually think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, too. I'm going to say Steelers 31, Browns 17. Oh, okay, close so. to mine, close to mine. So who, who do you see pulling out in that division by the year's end? AFC North, that is. Steelers. Steelers, again, they they just have... It's just, if the defense can do as good as they should, their offense should be able to power There's, them through the season, as long as Big Ben can stay healthy. Three out of the four teams in that division are good. 
one of the teams, the Browns, are a question mark, but I, I think they'll do decent to good. So that division is always very competitive, but always, they don't, yeah. they don't, I don't, no team in that division, I think, has a complete full team. Which, I mean, That's not fair. many, not many teams in the entire league have a complete team. There's always some weaknesses, you know. There's, the season hasn't even started yet. Ex- so. Exactly, but I, I think the the Steelers are going to walk away out of that division again, as always. I think they're the one with the least amount of question marks going into the I agree season. with that. The only question mark really going into the season was Le'Veon Bell, but there was no doubt he's not going to play all year. Uh, the fourth effort, he's looking great in practice. My, so. minus, minus an injury, he's going to play all year. Oh, yeah. James Connors is back up, too, from Pittsburgh. So that's Good pretty, story. That's a pretty exciting story. All right, we're going to go to the switch it up to the NFC, and we're going to go Cardinals and Lions Sunday afternoon game in Detroit. What do you think about that? That's close. That's that's, really that should be a pretty good game. The, the Cardinals secondary is extremely good. The Lions like to pass the ball, so the Lions looked like a good playoff contender last year, and then I think they won. They won all those like comeback games. They had like four or five games coming back in the and, fourth and quarter. I'm pretty sure they went on a losing streak going into the playoffs. They were. I think they, they were. They might have struggled. I think it was a three stretch. or four game losing streak going into the playoffs, and then they lost to Seattle. In the wild card round, so the Lions are a good team. I don't know what happened at the end of the last year. Stafford got all his money now. It definitely. Um, they backed the truck up for him. I, I'm the smart decision here is the Cardinals, but I think the Lions are gonna walk out of a close one here. I think it's gonna be a pretty good defensive game. Yeah, I agree with that. Carson Palmer's health is always in question, too. He's getting on the older side of it. 17-14. 17-14 Detroit. 17-14 Detroit. Detroit. I'm going to disagree with you again. I'm going to have to go Arizona on this one. Again, like I said, the smart decision here is Arizona. I I would not be surprised if Arizona walked out here, but something is telling me being in Detroit, it's going to go to the... Arizona has the, the best player... On the field with David Johnson. He can just affect oh, the game no in so many different no ways. Doubt. I, I just feel like he's going to make a bunch of explosive plays, and he's, they're going to win this one 21-13, the, Arizona. The, the smartest thing Detroit could do is not let David Johnson beat them. Yeah, that's not let it, Like I don't care if you have to double cover David Johnson and leave leave one-on-one with Larry Fitzgerald all game. Do not let David Johnson beat you. Let someone else on that team beat and you. And they say John Brown's healthy, so I see mean, how that goes. Usually when you say don't let someone else beat you, you open yourself up to so exactly. many other. But I'd rather be beaten by John Brown or Larry Fitzgerald than David Johnson because that he's – there's nothing you can do to stop. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I could 100% see the Cardinals walking out of this game with a victory, but that should be a pretty I'm, good game. I'm going with the Lions. What's our next game on tap? Next is a Andrew Luckless Colts at your Los Angeles Rams. So you know, I don't, I don't have high praise for the Colts this year. I still think they're working Neither on some things. Neither of these teams really. I don't think. Both kind of like young some teams and transition. Don't, some teams, some analysts don't believe in the Colts at all this year. I was reading the thing. I think it was Bleacher Report. I think it, I think the I think the power rankings were written by Chris Sims. I don't know. I don't know for sure on that. I don't want to promise anything, but I know in Bleacher Report's power rankings, they had the Colts as the thirty-second team. In the oh my god! They had the Colts as the below 30, the Jets. Yes, 
Below Dang, average. I don't know how much of that is to Andrew Luck being gone. That's really rough. I don't know how much of that is because Andrew Luck is gone. Scott Tolson is starting. Yeah, hopefully just a week or two, but I don't know. This should be a pretty interesting Colts, game. Colts are the, the better team. Colts are the better team. But I think the Rams are walking out of this one. Uh-oh. I know I you're a big think... Jared Goff guy. Yes. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> they, I... got a, they got a lot of good players, the Rams do. Everyone's, some people are ready to panic on Jared Goff. The team is just not there for He's him. only played a handful of games. I mean, I know like he was picked first overall because of Cal. He had amazing passing stats, but that's because they threw the ball 60 times a yeah. game. It's but... a system quarterback in college, but that doesn't mean you can't be good in the NFL. I, I, still, I still think he's not going to have the number one overall pick stature of an Andrew Luck. Not yet. Of an Alex Smith. He's still but really I, I, I would. I, I still believe the Rams will get their worth of gold in their first pick of he might turn Jared Goff. They, they just need to they need to build around, but I don't think Scott Tolson led Colts are going to beat the Rams. Because the Rams have that good defense. They have Aaron Donald. It's really hard to bet on Scott Tolson. Really, really hard. I mean, they got Jacoby Brissett. I, 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 don't, I knew he wouldn't be starting. I think he might have a better chance at winning than Scott Tolson, but you can't he sign, just, some, you can't sign there, somebody yeah. and then seven days later throw him out there and say, have fun, win us the game, because he, he I know they can. I, I know they can pick up the playbook quick, but maybe he's week two option of luck stole out. Well, who do you th- who do you think in this week one game, Colts and Rams? Well, you never. Oh, okay. You said you think the Rams. Rams definitely low scoring game because both offenses aren't yeah. going to be there. I mean, neither offense is great, but I think the Rams have a little bit better defense. So we'll say, give it a weird score here. We'll say Rams sixteen, Colts twelve. I'm going 12-9. It's going to be an ugly game. I'm glad we can agree on that. 12-9. Not much offense in this game. Colts defense is getting up there. They're not quite there yet, but I think it's going to be a mixture of the Rams defense stopping the Colts and the Colts or the Rams offense not being able to get much going because they're, they're still figuring things out. I think Jared Goff is going to be good, but they haven't figured the entire thing out there. All right, that's fair. Um, next game is Raiders at Titans. Taking the AFC South with the Titans, and Titans are another good young team. They got a lot of good players on offense, as do the Raiders. But this should be a pretty tight game. How do you see it going down? Titans. All right. Nice and quick Titans. with the answer. Titans. I love the Ra- I, I love the Raiders. I love what they did last year. I do like both of these quarterbacks a lot. I've said this to you before. I'm gonna say it now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders don't make the playoffs. Everyone has the Raiders as one of their top five picks. Just because last year they did so good with Carr, and then when he got hurt, they just couldn't figure it out without him. Everyone said Connor Cook was a bad quarterback. Connor Cook? Is that that's their backup, right? Oh yeah, he that's is. their backup, Connor Cook. I I don't think Connor Cook is bad enough to lose in the playoff game. I think what lost in the playoff game is their defense, because besides Khalil Mack, they don't really that's have anyone true. on defense, and that that's what people forget. The Raiders don't really have a defense. They see. I, they I saw see, a stat, and somehow it measured like complete team speed, and the Raiders were last. They, the Khalil and Mack, speed, it, which they, is pretty surprising. A lot of people see Khalil Mack and they think good defense. One Unst- player doesn't make up for the other Unstoppable, borderline unstoppable offense. They have one of the best offenses in the league with Derek Carr under center. And now they got Marshawn. Marshawn. Um, they, the Raiders did really good last year. Unfortunately, a lot of their games were close games. 
that could have easily gone the other way, which is oh, why yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders don't make the playoffs. I want them to. I'm, I'm going for the Raiders. I want to see them do good because I love when a team that's been terrible for half a decade flips the script and is all of a sudden yeah, one of the best teams in the true. NFL. So I want to see them do good. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs, though. I, 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 so in this game, I'm going to go Titans because I think the Titans are more of a complete team. Yeah, the Titans have young Mariota. He seems like he's turned into form. They got Eric Decker from the Jets. Sean Matthews. They got two good running backs. And I think they have a much better defense than Oakland does. They so. got that guy. Uh, what was it? Corey Davis, too. Yeah, Corey Davis Corey out of Davis. the draft. I'm not sure if he's healthy for week one, though. Yeah, he'll still be a big guy. He's a Randy Moss-esque guy. Yeah, they had a lot of praise for him coming out of the draft. So, What do you think your score? I'm going to go Titans 21, Raiders 20. I'm going to go 24-21 Titans. 24-21 right. Titans. How do, you, how do you see the um, the whole AFC South playing out this year? AFC South? Titans. Yeah. Titans walking Titans. away from it. I don't think the Jag the Jaguars are a good team, but there's too many questions at quarterback. Same Colts, with the Texans. Colts are already handicapped. This A lot of divisions, it, it's hard to predict where it's going to go. I think this one, Titans are at the top. Texans are going to finish second. Colts third, of the Colts. Jags. You believe fourth. in Tom Savage? We'll, we'll get to the Texans eventually. I think they're coming up soon. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. Then Jags and Texans is their game in Houston. Jags, Texans. So. Texans. You really think so? You don't believe in Bortles? In garbage time, yeah. <laughs> I Bortles, close, close college, UCF. Close yeah. college to us, UCF. He was good at UCF. Then he went not too far south to the, not too far north to the Jaguars. To the Jaguars. He, he, I, I don't know. Jaguars are another team that I question a lot of the decisions they make as a, they as have, an organization. Le- Leonard Fournette, Jalen Ramsey. I, I mean, I could go for Alan Hearns, Mark Easley. Alan Robinson. Alan Robinson. They have a lot of people on that team, but, but Bortles is just holding them back. I think they would be a borderline playoff team if they could get a quarterback. They might be in game. line for a quarterback if they don't win many games this year in the draft next year. We'll see how Bortles does. He could flip the script and yeah, he obviously had a lot of talent. If, if, he, if he plays at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season and beginning of games like he does at the end of games, if he can put those last five minutes into a whole game. Because I mean, I think I think last year I know like. We're talking about actual here, not fantasy. But in terms of fantasy, he finishes the top ten fantasy quarterback, right. and that's just because in garbage time he goes just piles he, on the numbers. Exactly. So if he can figure things out and play like that all game, the Jags will be will definitely be a lot better of a team. And I don't think they'll finish in the bottom of the South. But until he proves it, I have them in the bottom of the South. That's fair. And I have them losing this game. You believe in Savage then? Savage is a savage. More than Bortles. <laughs> that's fair. One of the mortals again, another low-scoring game. 12-10. Ooh, 12-10. I like defense. 12-10 Texans winning? 12-10 Texans. Texans certainly have a lot of offensive playmakers. You will fuller out of Notre Dame. DeAndre Hopkins, if he can stay healthy. So, I don't know. The Texans have a healthy J.J. Watt. There's, I don't see any way the Jags win this game. But also, I'll go... Texans 17, Jags 9. I mean, I know we're talking about NFL, but no one saw UNLV losing to Howard, so. Yeah, Crazy things game. have happened in football. 
Isn't that Cam Newton's little brother? Yes. That Howard? That's I, that. I don't think I think half the people who watch football didn't even know Cam Newton's little brother went to Howard until that upset. No, of course not. I didn't. I'm not I'm not gonna pretend to be but I never followed Howard. I never followed Cam's little brother. That was the biggest reason I didn't know. Alrighty, and then we have the Bucks Dolphins game, which um they're talking about moving around because of Hurricane Irma. And of course we live here right in central Florida, so we got the possibility of that hitting us, so I don't know if this game is going to be played Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or if they postpone it to next week or however they handle it. But it'll get played I, one way or the other. I don't know. I don't know where they're going to postpone that because it's it's hard. You know, baseball you can play. Just get it in. Baseball, one day, hockey, yeah. you can fit. Uh, football, you can't say unless their bye weeks match up perfectly. Doubt it. You know, unless their bye. Should weeks, have looked that up for this video, but it's too late now. Uh, unless their bye weeks match up perfectly. They'll have to figure something out. It might be towards the end of the season. Yeah, I think they should move it up. I think they should play for either Friday they should or definitely play maybe Friday. even Saturday. might be cutting it close. But Saturday would still be cutting it close because it's... I think uh, Sunday morning, close to come. Saturday would still be cutting close because it is in Miami, and I know late Saturday is when probably the beginning of Irma is going to start hitting Florida. Yeah, so who do you think can win that game whenever it gets played? Bucks, Dolphins. Bucks. I like the Bucks. You always pick your boy Jameis. Yeah, I like the Bucks. I also like Jay Cutler for the Dolphins, though. That's fair. I, I don't know if it's much of an upgrade or a downgrade for Jay Cutler from Tannehill, but obviously you feel think, bad for Tannehill. But. Exactly. I think in terms of sheer quarterback, I think it's a downgrade, but I think in terms of the system and how the Dolphins run their offense, I think it's more of an upgrade. That's fair. They say him and Devontae Parker already have a great rapport with each other. So Jarvis Landry. Yeah, you can't beat that. And Jay, Jai can keep it up like he did last year. And it's all right. about staying healthy with him. I'm still the Bucks again. Another close game, 17-14. 17-14 Bucks. A couple of Florida teams. I um. I don't know. I'm, I'm really nervous how Jay Cutler's going to do in his first game. I know he's been hitting the cigarettes a lot, thinking he's going to retire, but we'll see how this goes. And I think I'm going to agree with you as well. The Bucks have a really explosive offense. So. Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. It should, it should be a pretty good game. They have a trio of running backs. I think Doug Martin suspended for the first couple weeks. Yeah. But I'm going to say Bucks 20, Dolphins 14. So. Did we both go 14? Did I think we? we both went 14. We I, I said 17-14, you went 20-14, so at least. Who's, okay, if we're on the same page, who scores the two touchdowns? For Miami? Yeah. For Miami, I, JJI might score them both. I'm thinking Jarvis Landry scored both. Jay Cutler likes to get the big plays, so maybe he might score on a big play to Landry to run by some people, or maybe he'll lob one up to Parker. Okay, so or... at least we agree on the score, but I mean, how, how they score is always hard to go off of. Alrighty, now I think possibly the matchup of the week of we're just talking about talented teams is going to be Seahawks and Packers. How do you think that one's going to go down? That's that's going to be a close one. The this Packers. is probably besides like the really bad teams. This is probably the hardest game to every, call. Every time these two teams play, besides the last time they played, it was very close. Last year Seattle played in Green Bay and they got blown out 38 to 10. They got blown out 38-10. to 10. Their only touchdown was their fifth, fourth-string receiver, Tanner McAvoy. <laughs> they really didn't have much going for them that entire game, unfortunately. All right, that should be a really good game. Russell Wilson's looking ready to go. Aaron Rodgers looking ready to go. It's going to be a um, 
a powerful matchup, I'd say. So I don't know. They've, Seahawks obviously have the defensive advantage, but especially with getting Sheldon Richardson, that I think is, that was a really good trade they, for them. They, they released a Tomber Rubin. I think what they're going to do is they're probably going to put Sheldon Richardson at the tackle, so their line is going to end up being some mix of Frank Clark, Chris Averill, Sheldon Richardson, and, and Bennett. Michael Bennett. That's and a then nice you back, line. You back it up four feet, and you have KJ Wright and Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner. Back it up another. We don't even want to talk about the secondary. Back it up another ten feet. You got Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and Richard. Definitely Sherman. the most star-studded defense in the league. No I, doubt. I, I think I, there's never really any neutral territory in football besides Super Bowl. You play in neutral or Seattle. I think Seattle easily, easily walks away with this game. Being Green Bay, being how Seattle's notorious for struggling on the road. I. I like the Seahawks in terms of on paper, but you just you, you look at, you look in Green Bay. Yeah, it won't be snowing. True. It's too early to be snowing, but I mean, Seattle's used. To, I mean, it's no, I mean, snowing a little different from rain, but yeah, Seattle's used to half of one, half it under the other. Seattle's used to playing in wet conditions. True. I um, I don't know. I actually think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, almost like a shootout. So I think that'd be a good fantasy matchup to start your offensive players in that one. I'm I, gonna I'm gonna say. I'm actually going to say Seattle 31, Green Bay 27 for the final score. Seattle's offense has always been known to slow start. Last year they scored one touchdown in the first two games. I think they won against the Dolphins 10 to 7 week 1. Week 2. Week 2 they lost to the the Rams by a field goal matchup. I think they scored 3 points in that game. Hmm. If it's a shootout like you say it's going to be I don't think Seattle walks out of Green Bay with a victory. It's going to be a defensive game where Seattle's defense is going to have to hold Green Bay to seven. Probably get some turnovers. Seven to 14 points. And off those turnovers, the Seahawks score. I like the Seahawks offense this year. Tyler Lockett, Paul Richardson, Doug Baldwin, those three sets of receivers. They got her Jermaine Curse. They have trio of running backs. They have a trio of running backs. You've got Rawls who can play every down. You have Lacey who can fight for extra yards. And you have Procise who can swing out and gain 40 yards on a swing pass. Yeah. So they have they're, the biggest question is their offensive line as always. They did some stuff to get for their offensive years line. years and years it's been the question. Ever, ever since they got Jimmy Graham. I mean that was a great acquisition at tight end. But ever since they traded away Max Unger their offensive line has been questionable and unfortunately subpar. Which Usually how they go is they go little on the offensive line and then they trust Tom Cable to get that team to work as a unit and they usually do to the end of the to the end of the year, but at the beginning of the year they just don't have it together, which is why I think if it turns into a shootout, Green Bay is gonna walk out of it. And if it if it's a shootout it's it's gonna be it's something close to like what it was last night in thirty eight ten. I don't think the Seahawks are gonna score as little as ten, but it'll be somewhere where it's not a one possession game yeah. anymore. That was actually the Seahawks went on a long streak of they broke the NFL record for most I'm pretty sure they broke their NFL record for most consecutive games of never losing by more than double digits and that game that game broke it if it's a shootout it's going to be a double digit or two two score shootout where the the Packers win by two scores or double digits but if it's a defensive game I think it's going to be a very defensive game Weird score, 13-10 Seahawks. Oh, you're going, we're going opposite Weird on that score, 13-10 Seahawks. I don't know. It all depends on Russell Wilson if he can make some plays. A lot of it's going to be on time Montgomery, too. Everyone kind of forgets he's kind of flipped to 
the running back position. He did good in his sample size last year, and if he does the same thing this entire year, the pack. He can stay healthy. I saw he petitioned to see keep his number eighty-eight, an eighty-eight numbered running back. That's not gonna. I, I, I don't think that's gonna because you can't. They already passed it that he can wear it. It's just gonna look weird. He gave some sort of petition that he can wear number eighty-eight as a running back. Probably what happened then is the petition. He's still registered as a wide receiver, so maybe. He's even, that's what it is, because the running the running back numbers are nowhere near in the eighties. Yeah. So I think I think probably what happened is he's not listed as a running back. He's listed as a wide receiver. And probably gonna, I don't I don't know the situation, but that's my guess on it because I don't. Usually the NFL is pretty strict on rules. The one quarter I guarantee you, if that one quarterback out of Michigan who I forget his name always wore ninety nine. Oh yeah. If he that came into, cool. if he came into the NFL and asked to wear ninety nine as a quarterback, I don't think they would have. It makes sense to keep the number of restrictions though. Exactly. All right, we're both agreeing with Seattle on that one. Our next game is Carolina Panthers at the 49ers. Panthers. I'm not jumping right on that, Panthers. It's hard to disagree with that one. 49ers are going to be one of the worst teams, I think. Their offense might be all right. I like Hoyer as their QB, and they got Kyle Shanahan from Atlanta, and I believe in him a lot as an offensive coordinator. I just don't think they have the pieces there. No, they're they're definitely still really young, and they're – I don't think I can name two defensive players. You, you so. put you put Kyle Shanahan back on the Falcons and they'll score 400 plus points in a season again. You put Kyle Shanahan on an offense. I mean the Colts have a good offense, but I'm just gonna use them as an example. You put you put Kyle Shanahan on the Colts led Scott Tolson offense. Yeah. At, you know, it, no matter how good of an offensive coordinator you are, you can you can work it out. Bet you can have them do better, but. That the pieces aren't there, which I don't think the pieces... I think the pieces may be there on defense for the 49ers, but not the offense. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pick against Carolina in that one. Cam Newton has two good running backs and Jonathan Stewart and McCaffrey. And McCaffrey's looked pretty electric in the preseason. You know, hard to... People afraid to even touch him. Hard nonetheless bring him down, so... Panthers went from, what, a 15-1 and Super Bowl... 15-1 season, Super Bowl... Can Super Bowl... Second place, they finished. They beat the loss of the Broncos yeah. to not even making the playoffs. A lot of that was because their secondary just didn't do as good in the pass rut. A yeah. lot of it was their defense, and then their offensive line struggled, and Cam Newton struggled. I think the Panthers are going to turn around this year. I definitely think they're going to start 1-0 this season. They're going to be one of the teams that start. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm also going to pick the Panthers. I'm going to say Panthers are going to win 17-9 Panthers victory. Their defense 79. is going to kind of hold down that young offense and – get the victory for him. I go 2010 Panthers. Alrighty, well then, that should be a pretty good game to watch. Next is going to be your Sunday night game, Giants at Cowboys. So, we don't know if Zeke's going to play or not. By the time we're recording this, we're supposed to be announcing it pretty soon, whether Zeke's going to be playing week one, two, three, whenever he's going to come back, if he misses any time at all. But I don't think. he He's... he's 50-50 chance. You could flip a coin right now. If it lands on heads, he's going to play week one. If it lands on tails, he's not playing week one. I think he's definitely playing week two because if they overturn the suspension, he plays week one and week off. But if they keep the suspension, the NFL Players Association have already said even no matter what suspension it is, even if it's as, lo- even if it's as low as two games, they're still going to try and take the matter mm-hmm. to, to court like Brady did. And Ezekiel Elliott will most likely be able to play while that's being handled in court. But besides the, but put the Elliott situation out of the way, I can't. I, I don't want to sit here and say if his, if Ezekiel Elliott plays, 
Cowboys win if he doesn't. Giants win. So I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. And and just put all that aside. I know it's hard to decide because he is the difference maker for the Cowboys. No doubt. I'm, I'm just gonna focus on the two teams. I, I think Cowboys win this, especially especially since they're the home team. I, th- I think they walk away with it. In the Jerry Dome. Yeah, I um. I just think either way, with or without Zeke, that the Giants will win this one. I think they just have a superior defense compared to the Cowboys' defense, but definitely a different offense. They have an experienced quarterback who might be coming near the end, and the Cowboys have the up-and-coming quarterback. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to go with a score of the New York football Giants 20. Dallas Cowboys. I like the 17. New York football Giants. I like the old school name and, call them. Uh, the Giants also have difference makers on offense. Odell, oh, no who we don't know if he's going to. Both Odell and Ezekiel Elliott might not play week one. Surprise! Like, yeah. I, if I told you that, like, You'd be missing some star-studded players Sunday night. Exactly, but they also have Giants. Let's, let, again, let's let's say all suspensions and injuries aside. Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Des Bryant, Ezekiel Elliott, and that offensive line. I'm gonna throw that offensive line in there because they They're gotta be mentioned. Maker. They gotta be mentioned. Giants, Odell, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard. Couple good young running backs. I, I, I unfortunately don't remember the name of the tight end they got in the trap, but he's not. Oh, he, I know he's he's, he's more of like, Ingram is his last name. I'm pretty sure, and he's more of like a Jimmy Graham type of yeah. tight end, where he's more. So they have four good receiving like, options right there half tight end half receiver yes pretty much and I, I i think well i definitely think ingram's better in blocking than you, you got a score for that bad boy cowboys 21 17 all right all right 21 17 and, um, we'll stick in the nfc east and a 4:30 matchup in the philadelphia eagles and the washington redskins redskins I right. love this is, this is a, this is a really hard pick. It's a really hard pick, but I love the Redskins this year. Terrell Pryor. They definitely made some upgrades, I think. Terrell Pryor is a big one. Losing to Sean Jackson was pretty big, though, but Terrell Pryor and Jordan Reed. If, if you can stay healthy. Yeah, so that's always a question. But you also have Kirk Cousins, though. Kirk Cousins is... It's just a really good offense run through him. Someone, the needs, man to, someone a needs to pay him. Someone needs to. I mean, both he of the someone contract. needs to pay him because I mean he's. I, I'm. I'm glad he's confident in himself enough to keep it saying, risky, "I'll play under franchise. I'll play under franchise." I'm, I'm glad he's very confident in himself because not a lot of players want to do that. But he he deserves a contract. Um, Eagles though are. In, they're a good. They're going to be a good team this year. This is a hard one to pick. I think it's going to come down. It's going to come down to the wire. Yeah, the Eagles have a – Carson Wentz is still growing. I like Doug Peterson, their coach. they got a lot of young players too. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be another little shootout game. So, I'm going to go with Redskins 28, Eagles 24. I think it's going to be a I'm pretty nice NFC East matchup. I already, I already said the Redskins are going to win 30-28. 30-28. 30 I'm going close. All right. We picked a lot of close games. I, I think this, I, I think especially in week one, always a lot of teams are still trying to figure out. Exactly. So, towards the middle to the end of the year, I'll start picking. We'll, we'll probably start going more lopsided games. We'll, we'll see teams' true identity by then. 
But I mean, so. even even from an analyst's and even expert's point of view, it's really hard to predict a team because you could have a team completely flop, like the Jets two years ago. They were yeah. a play. They were a playoff team that all of a sudden won. I think four they had or the five games. Exactly, and then just teams could flip. They had the Panthers fifteen and one, do not even make the playoffs. So it's it, 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 yeah, it, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict these things, which is why I'm, I'm picking a lot of close games. Because even though it's so easy to sit there and say like Falcons had the best offense last year, they're gonna have the, they're gonna dominate it and go to Super Bowl again this year. It, it a lot of things can happen, so that's why I'm going. I mean, I think we're both going close. And I think the whole NFC East is a pretty strong division. I don't think any of those teams are gonna be bad. Definitely. So, definitely. How, how are you gonna go ahead and rank that division one to four? <laughs> It's pretty hard. It's pretty NFC hard, especially East. not knowing what's going on with Zeke. NFC East. I'll go. I'm going to go Giants, Cowboys. It's so hard. Any, neither, Redskins, these, Eagles tied at 8-8. Eight and eight. None, of these, <laughs> none of these. Well, one of them's, one of them's got to get number four. So you got to pick. Even if you go 8-8, eight and eight, who's, getting, who's getting the four? Eagles. It's so hard. None of these teams deserve to be a last place. In any division, but they're going to be. I'm gonna flip the script. Actually, no, I'm not. I was gonna say Cowboys number one, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Giants in that division. Giants, Cowboys, Redskins, Eagles. All right. Same then. So then we're gonna. That's all of the Sunday and Thursday games. So the first two Monday night games. The first one I think is like a 7:15 start. New Orleans Saints and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm, gl- I'm glad this Monday Night Football is actually on Monday night and not like that one Thursday night game where it was the Thursday night edition of Monday Night Football. I mean, I, I can see what they're going for. You, you, you want to keep your brand name of Monday Night Football, but a Thursday night edition of Monday Night Football. So, but we got Adrian Peterson going against his old team in the Minnesota Vikings. How do you see that one going down? Vikings started off so good last year. Yeah, they that did. defense. I actually like Bradford. I do. It's unfortunate what happened to Bridgewater and how his unless he or finds he a, unless he finds a new list. unless he finds a new career his seat up, you know. New team, you mean? Yeah, new career. Yeah, new. I mean, same thing. He, he needs a his career is is at a dead end in Minnesota just because Bradford took over and that injury. Um. Should be a pretty good game. The Vikings' defense is far superior to New Orleans. But, but, but Drew Brees is matchup proof. Drew Brees really is probably the third best quarterback in the league as we speak, so he doesn't seem to get worse with age, so I think he's still going to be a superior quarterback. But What about how you feeling on Willie Sneed? He's is a three-game suspension, so just kind of sad. It was an off-season DUI, but they kept it quiet forever until just last week. But... Probably know, waiting gonna, on the official. We're going to see. That's certainly going to hurt the Saints a lot. They said it's Willie Michael Sneed. Thomas, yeah, Michael Thomas is a deep threat on the outside. They also have Ted Ginn, straight speed, as a Z receiver. And then they also have, they said the main replacement for Willie Sneed is going to be Colby Fleener. They're going to start putting him in the slot. And he's going to be the main replacement for Colby Fleener in that offense. So, And then you have two good running backs with Ingram and Peterson. And you got a rookie behind them. So... I think it's Dalvin going to be Cook. Dalvin Cook for Minnesota, and they also got Latavius Murray, Stephon Diggs, Adam Cleveland emerged last year, Kyle Rudolph, a lot of offensive weapons in this game. So I'm going to go with um, 
Saints, Drew Brees really plays well in domes, and it's at Minnesota, which is also a dome. So I'm going to say Saints are going to win this one. 27-21. I'm sure you're going to agree with me. I'm inclined to agree with you there. I'm inclined to agree. 34-31 Saints. All right. 34-31 Saints. It's hard to stop Drew Brees, but then their defense can't really stop a nosebleed. So it's going to be be more of a high-scoring game, I'm sure. (laughs) All righty. And then there's a late night all the way on the West Coast in Denver with the Los Angeles Chargers against the Denver Broncos. Real prediction of the game here. Does Keenan Allen make it four quarters? What do you make it, like a quarter and a half last I mean, year? If Ke- Keenan Allen is such a good receiver, it's unfortunate he keeps getting hurt. If we're going tra- straight skill, I think he's top ten receiver. But Definitely. Definitely. But not in terms it's just of... so sad. Never, I don't know if he's ever made it through a full season, but I remember we were watching it last year when he got hurt. Um a quarter into the season. I saw he had like thought 10, was, I thought 10 it was like, targets. I thought it was like first game last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, first okay. quarter. Okay, you said quarter of the season. First so. quarter, like literally quarter. Yeah, yeah first literally quarter, First quarter of the first week. He had 10 targets in the first like three and a half drives when he got hurt. Hey, I, I like, I like the Chargers here. All right, that's, that's a tough game. I mean, obviously the Broncos have a really, really good, probably the second best secondary in football. So No fly zone. No fly zone. Keep Tlaib was always ahead in like all like the advanced metrics, always one of the top cornerbacks in the league. So again, and like the weird thing is, you see a lot of things with like Richard Sherman getting old, but no one really talks about Tlaib. He's definitely been around a long time, and he's still producing at a high level. It, it's just weird when someone is getting old, you say like, oh, they're getting older, but when someone actually is old, you never really what like it just. Talib they can could perform, drop, they can perform. Talib could drop off at any minute, but until then, he's perform, still performing at an elite level, and he is definitely makes that defense scary. I mean, they lost T.J. Ward. Not really lost. They, they or they chose that. Yeah. But they I'll got just, Von Miller. Von Miller, yep. You think Von Miller or Khalil Mack either get the 20 sacks? I think they have, like, a side wager. I heard that somewhere. They got a side wager. They can get Either of them can get the 20 sacks. About, That's a lot. What about J.J. Watt, too? Uh, he plays kind of a different role. He's like half pass rush, half run stuff. So, but he's still. I mean, he's still a JJ Watt. So who, you you think the Chargers are going to win that one? Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to win that one. Uh, the, 2017. 2017. A lot of 20s. I'm, I'm going a lot of field goal games here. I'm going <laughs> a lot of games by one uh, field goal. The Broncos have Trevor Simeon, C.J. Anderson. Still got that nice receiver duo of Manuel Sanders and Marius Thomas. So, um. I'm actually going to disagree with you on that one. I'm going to go Broncos. are going to win a little bit uglier of a game. with Just going to try to control the clock and limit Trevor Simeon's errors, hopefully. And um, just let it play out. And I'm going to say Broncos 14, Chargers 13. So. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going Chargers. But uh, what's next on tap? AFC West. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Some. Let's go. Let's get the divisions we haven't so already have gone to, over yet. Try to predict everything this year. I'm probably gonna. I mean, I'm gonna get everything right. I don't know about you. So. Uh, Who do you got the AFC West? In our uh, yearly pick by pick predictions, I don't. Go. I don't think you've. I think I'm the one who always finished with the most correct pick. So we'll see how this goes. But 
we do those on a week-to-week basis. We never sat down and predicted an entire division before. So, AFC West we're on. Who do you think? This is tough. This is tough. Um, Chiefs. All right. That's that's what I was going to say. I like the Chiefs. You got a one through four? Chiefs. I know you're down on the Raiders. Chiefs. Ah, oh, man, this is tough. Um, Chiefs. Man, this is hard. Chiefs. <laughs> All right. I got it. Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Dang, Broncos going last. Again, again, this is a division where none of them deserve to be a last place team. That's fair. It's just, it's such a good division. You, you could put the top four teams in a division. Like, you could put the Seahawks, Cowboys, Patriots, and Falcons in one division, and you got to put someone last. Yeah. None of them deserve to be last, but someone's got to be last. I think the Chargers deserve to be last. It's, it's the same thing. I, I don't think it's... This is one of the more competitive divisions in football, definitely because of teams. I don't think they have, like the four or three best teams in the NFL, but just in terms of competitiveness, they're all really good teams that, I mean, this division could go anyway. This one's hard to predict. It's hard to put someone fourth here. That, that's what I was really struggling on. I had pretty much my one, two, three here, but it just kept flip-flopping at someone at four. I couldn't decide who to put last. I feel you. I think it's pretty easy to decide who's going to be last in the NFC West. Okay. I don't know. Rams or 49ers? No, definitely 49ers. I mean, that's still... I think we're both going to agree. I don't see the 49ers winning more than a game or two. I think we're both going to agree Seahawks here. Okay. Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers. It's pretty much been the way it's been the past. As long as health can stay their way, I think that should be pretty set. NFC North is a lot tighter one. NFC North, I mean, I'm probably going to go. It's hard to pick against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I think we're going to go. Aaron Rodgers definitely first. How do you see it playing after that? It's pretty tough to call. Um, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. That's 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 a hard division, but I think it's gonna go Packers, Lions ahead of the Vikings. Vikings, Bears. Uh, yeah, definitely the Bears will be last, but I wasn't sure who you put second. All right, next we have the AFC East. AFC East. I think we know first and last. Definitely, definitely. We'll go. Well, go. You don't you don't wanna you don't wanna go Jets number one? I was thinking about it, but I think I'm gonna go How long did you think about it for? Two seconds. <laughs> Definitely gonna go Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. I think Dolphins might surprise some people this year. They might win eight or nine games. I don't see them getting the playoffs, but they got a good young team and it should be pretty exciting to watch. Definitely I'm again sinking Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to be picking the same because just by the way people think of teams, but changes a lot throughout the year. A F N, pardon me, N F C South is our last division yet to cover. That's a pretty tight one. Uh, you know, the Falcons had a good year last year, and I, I definitely think they're going to take a step down in terms of how good they were last I agree. year. But I don't. I. I Anyone could really take them in that division. I think the best chance in that division, the best chance for someone to take that division, I think it's the Bucks have the best chance to win that division. I agree. I'll go on a limb here. I'm actually going to go Bucks. 
You never know which Jameis you're going to get, though. Jameis has but he's been pretty really high now. peaks and really low valleys. So I I, I think I'm I'm gonna go I'm I'm going I'm gonna go Bucks. Right, I'm yeah, going I'm, Bucks in the NFC. I'm gonna so. go Bucks number two. I'm still hoping the Falcons will pull away in that division. So I'm gonna say Falcons, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. Is there gonna be those four in the division? I'm gonna go Bucks, Falcons. This is another division where I don't feel anyone deserves to be last yeah, place. Someone's got to be last place. You, you think the Panthers aren't going to pick it up from last year? You don't think they're going to regain? So. No? You think they had their one year to win a Super Bowl and that I was agree. it? Um, Bucks, Falcons. I think they're going to take a step up because of McCaffrey and because of that, I think that's going to be enough to knock the Saints down to four and the Panthers get three. I don't think the Saints deserve to be three. They're just stuck in another very stacked division yeah well I mean, that's all the division coverage is and now we're going to end this with Super Bowl predictions it's pretty tough obviously we're you know we're 20 weeks away from the Super Bowl so but we're going to go ahead and one of us will be right I'm sure who are you thinking big dog who do you think is coming out of the AFC we'll start with the AFC that's, that's I mean right. it's it's so hard to pick against Belichick and Brady, but I'm gonna sp- probably spice it up a little bit, and um, I don't know. I'm gonna pick in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go Patriots Packers Super Bowl. Patriots Packers Super Bowl. That's gonna be my Super Packers Bowl. Packers are interesting. I'm gonna agree with you on the pack or not the Packers. I'm gonna agree with you on the Patriots for AFC. Out of the NFC, just because of some recent moves they've made. I, I definitely think the, the Seahawks are going to be back in this. That's fair. Again. I can't it's argue with that. It's going to be another Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl matchup. Another Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl matchup. And it's going to be another Another walk-off interception one. by no, Malcolm Butler? No way. It's going to be. I mean, it could happen again, but I think, I think they've learned from their demons. I don't think it's going to end up. I mean, the last time the, the Seahawks played the Patriots... Came down to another goal line yeah, true. situation. So, I think that'd definitely be a good Super Bowl matchup. Well, alrighty then. I think that's going to be it for this video. So, I believe it's not gonna, a video; it's a podcast. It's going to be it for this television now we show. Got, now we got to redo this entire hour just because you said video. This, um, it's not a tele- se- television movie. Is over. He, so. he is. He is. He is choking here. It's, it's time for bed. So this is the. <laughs> this is. The end of uh, episode one, we'll call it, of First and 32. Uh, again, we're going to be coming out with them weekly every Wednesday. We're going to come out with them every Wednesday. And again, this week we only previewed games because there is no real games. To oh, really? There's no real... I mean, we could review the preseason. No, not worth it. We could review the preseason. There's nothing really... So next week, you know, next Wednesday, we're going to talk about all of our we're gonna predictions. Re- recap how week. I got every game right for week one. We're going to recap all the games. Obviously, we're we're going to get some wrong. We're, we're going to get some wrong. You might. We're, we're going to get some wrong. We're going to get some right. But we're not going to sit here and focus on what we predicted. We're going to focus on just the games in general. Because We can be unbiased. We can be unbiased. But we'll look at that next week. Uh, we will catch you guys next Wednesday. Thank you guys for listening. And have a good day.